الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا تتنزل عليهم الملائكه الا تخافوا الا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وابشروا بالجنه التي كنتم توعدون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قل امنت بالله ثم استقم او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبحان الله الكريم برادرز اند ايلدرز there are many things in the world which give us lessons examples give us some direction among the various things that we all the time see around us are trees flowers then you get some trees which are seasonal trees in certain seasons they are in full bloom and then at other seasons winter comes completely bare isn't any leaves on it no flowers on it and then you get the type of trees that they call evergreens whether it is summer it is winter it is autumn it is raining it is snowing any season of the year that tree is green a mu'min this is his example a mu'min's example is that evergreen tree whether it is his youth whether it is his old age whether it is times of prosperity or whether it is adversity whether he can be in a situation where he is in the masjid or is on the street whether it is the month of ramadan or it is the middle of december for a mu'min a mu'min is ever green he is forever in the obedience of allah taala and in every situation he is progressing and getting closer to allah taala mu'min is not seasonal yes like that evergreen tree also in certain times it might even blossom even further so there would be times when this mu'min he would give off its benefit even more but he is evergreen hail or sunshine he is forever green and this concept of remaining constant remaining committed to allah tabarak wa taala This is something Allah Taala gives us this direction in the Quran Sharif itself. Allah Taala says inna alladhina qalu rabbuna Allah thumma istaqamu. That those who have declared rabbuna Allah our rabb is Allah. What is this declaration? Does it mean just a person says something and that's sufficient? He says something and his word is 
it. Now this saying and this declaration is a very deep declaration. It's something that is a commitment from within. It is not just something that a person says. But it's a very deep declaration. It is the heart and soul that is in it. That they have declared our Rabb is Allah. What is Rabb? Rabb is that being that nurtures. That brings something from stage to stage up to perfection. In a very very limited scale, in a very figurative sense, parents also nurture, bring up their children, nurture them. Outwardly, apparently, parents tend to them, feed them, clothe them, shelter them. But as a result, when that child is still a very little baby, small child, then that parent is everything for that child. That mother is everything for that child. The child is hungry, turns to the mother. Child is thirsty, turns to the mother. Child is feeling hot, the mother. Child is feeling cold, again is calling for his mother. Child is in pain, is looking for his mother. And if somebody suddenly shocks that child, or suddenly something is attacking the child, then without even thinking, without realizing it, the child shouts out for his mother. You hear the child crying out for ma, mommy or whatever. So that was something even involuntary, that shout, he didn't think that I should shout for my mother. It came out involuntarily because his mother is everything for him. But that is as a result of that very limited type of nurturing that that parent does, that mother does. That that mother has become everything for the child. So the reality of Rabb is Allah Ta'ala is the Rabb. Allah Ta'ala has created us. Allah Ta'ala sustains us. When that mother didn't even know what is happening within her, Allah Ta'ala brought this child in from different stages, from a drop of dirty fluid, and then into a clot of blood, and then into a lump of flesh, and then from stage to stage, then Allah Ta'ala clothed, ثُمَّ كَسَوْنَ الْعِظَامَ lahma. Then the bones were clothed with flesh, and all the various limbs and organs came in, and all this happened في ظلمات salas in three darknesses. The mother, the parents all didn't know what's going on, what control they had of the process. Nothing. They didn't even know what's going on. Allah Taala created the child. Then Allah Taala brings a child into this world. Allah Taala nurtures the child. Otherwise. Where would that nourishment come into the mother's bosom if Allah Ta'ala doesn't create it? Before the child was born, there was nothing. And now the child is born, Allah Ta'ala before the child is born already sends his risk. So all this is the doing of Allah Ta'ala and the creation of Allah Ta'ala. So when Allah Ta'ala is the creator, Allah Ta'ala is the Rabb, so just like that child turns for everything to his mother, this mu'min turns for everything to his Rabb. He's in a situation of health, then too he turns to his Rabb. He's in sickness, he turns to his Rabb. He's in prosperity, he turns to Allah Ta'ala. And if it is a condition of adversity, then too he turns to Allah Ta'ala. Something is suddenly attacking him, then too involuntarily comes Allah. 
Nabi Sallallahu is resting under the tree and one disbeliever comes and because Nabi Sallallahu is alone at that moment, the others are all scattered, resting under the trees on a journey. So he takes hold of the sword and then he shouts out, minni. Now the sword is in my hand and you are defenseless outwardly. Minni. Who's going to save you from me? What is the spontaneous response? Allah. This fellow's hand starts trembling and that sword falls out of his hand. Nabi Salaam picks it up and he asks him, minni. Now Who's going to save you from me? But now he didn't have rub inside him. He didn't have Allah in him. So he started now pleading for mercy. Please be a very kind person. You are a very kind person. Have mercy on me. He didn't have rub in his heart. So, those who have made this firm declaration from the depths of their heart, they have committed themselves to Allah wa ta'ala. They've said, Rabbun Allah. Our Rabb is Allah alone. And when Allah alone is our Rabb, then we're going to turn to Allah alone for everything. And we have to obey Allah Ta'ala alone. Therefore, the next thing Allah Ta'ala says, After having made this declaration, then they remain firm, steadfast. Istiqamad. They remain committed to Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Umar he defined istiqamad as remaining firm on all the commands of Allah Ta'ala and remaining firm in refraining from what Allah Ta'ala has forbidden. وَلَا يَرُوغُ رَوْغَانَ And that the person doesn't try to find ways of escape from the obligations of Allah Ta'ala. Like a, he gives the example, he doesn't try to find ways like a fox. That it can sneak out from small, small areas, small, small places. It just finds some gap somewhere, it's gone. So a mu'min is not looking for escape routes. Istiqamat in a mu'min is such that he's not looking for escape routes. How can I just cut corners here, cut corners there? Well, now it's not Ramzan, so I'll leave this out. And now it's not Hajj time, so I'll leave this out. And I'm not uh, now in the masjid, so I can carry on doing this. And whatever else, the mu'min is evergreen. He's forever in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Whatever time of the year it is, whichever place of the world it is, but he is committed to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Inna alladheena qalu rabbuna Allah thumma istaqamu. And if you look, this lesson of istiqamat is right through from the time of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his life. He gave us the examples and all our akabir right up to them, we find this lesson of istiqamat. Allah's Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is standing at night for such lengthy periods of time that his feet are swelling in nafil. Aisha asked him that why are you undertaking such difficulty upon yourself and this is not farz it was nafil why are you undertaking such lengthy rakats you're performing and undertaking this hardship your feet are swelling Nabi Islam says afala akunu abdan shakura must I not be as Aisha says Allah Ta'ala has forgiven you are masoom why are you undertaking this so Nabi Islam says afala akunu abdan shakura must I not be a grateful servant of my Rabb? If he has forgiven me, made me masoom and sinless, I must engage myself even more. So this was istiqamat in that shukr. 
an istiqamat of that level in that shukr, that now I go to engage myself night in and night out in gratitude to Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala is being dragged on the sands of Makkah Mukarramah. And only one thing is his fault, that he has accepted Rabbun Allah. He has declared Allah is my Rabb. No other, no other fault of his. That was his fault, in inverted commas obviously. In their eyes that was a very big fault. So now all this punishment and all this hardship he's being put through. But what is his response? Istiqamat, thumma istiqamu, ahad, the one Allah. I will not commit shirk. And he's steadfast. He's committed to Allah, ta'ala. All the sahaba ikram, the same lesson in their lives, istiqamat. No wavering that sometimes it's one way and sometimes the other way. Completely steadfast, completely committed, moving ahead. You look in the lives of our kabir, Imam Abu Hanifa, we take his name with such honor, we follow his fiqh, we understand the greatness of the person. But he was put through very difficult circumstances to try and make him side with the injustice of the king of the time. A lengthy incident, but he wouldn't budge in any way. He is thrown into prison and given very difficult times in prison, tortured. But that won't deter him. Eventually, his janaza left the prison, but he remained steadfast. Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah he is being flogged because he is not prepared to say something that will side with the batil. The incorrect and the batil view of the people of the time, he is not prepared to do that. He is saying what is haq and he is saying that which is the correct thing. Not prepared to side with what is clear cut wrong. It was a very academic issue, a debate at that time and he was expressing what is the correct aqidah and belief and as a result he is imprisoned, he is flogged but that doesn't deter him he remains steadfast and we come down throughout the ages Hazrat Muhammad Hussain Ahmad Mandi he narrates the incident of Hazrat Shaykh Al-Hind Mahmud Hassan that he was imprisoned by the British in the island of Malta. And he was put through very severe torture as well, daily. He would be taken away and he would be tortured. And the only thing they wanted from him to say is, he must sign it, that he is no more advocating that the British must be kicked out of India and that the jihad must be waged against them. He must merely just take that much. Nothing else required of him. We just say he's not against the British. That's all. Nothing else. But saying that was actually to give support to the forces against Islam at the time. Because this was an agenda to crush Muslims and Islam. So he would not budge. One day, the next day, the third day, every day this is happening. And every now and again, the others who were with him in the prison, Hazrat and others, Every now and again, somebody would go to him and tell him, can't we make some kind of little compromise here so that you don't get tortured like this? We get saved from this. And he would just brush it aside. 
So the Mandir says, and this entire incident came when after he passed away, only after he passed away, when they were giving ghusl to his body, and they see this very, very deep wounds on his back, and these marks, which nobody could figure out what is this all about. And they're asking everybody, they're asking his family members, nobody even knew that these wounds were on his back. Al-Badni was far away at the time when he passed away suddenly. So when he came, eventually people asked him, so now he started crying. And he says, this was a secret which I couldn't divulge in his lifetime because he had made me promise I will not tell anybody. Now that he's passed away, I can now mention it, that this was what was happening in the prison day in and day out. And he says, one day when he came back after this whole day-long torture, and after the torture of the whole day, he couldn't sleep at night because of the wounds. And then the next day again, the same story. So when he came back after this day-long torture, it was very severe. He says, that day all who were with him, all the others that were imprisoned with him, they all got together and jointly now came and pleaded with him. That please now, enough. We don't have to go through all this. We can't bear seeing you going through all this. Now just make some statement for the sake of making it. Afterwards we'll sort it out. We'll clear it up with the people that this was just to get out of this torture. So when he saw everybody is now joining up and coming against him as a group to try and make him now change his stance, change his position, he becomes upset. And he addresses Hussain Ahmad Mandin Ahmadullah and he says, Are Hussain Ahmad, that you don't know who I am? But now this was a, not something out of pride because now he was being forced to do something he wasn't ready to do. So in order to impress this lesson, he said, you don't know who I am? Who am I? I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Bilal radiallahu anhu who was dragged on those sands and said, Ahad, he didn't waver. I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Khubayb whose back used to be dragged on those hot coals and the blood and the pus would extinguish the fire. I am the spiritual son of Hazrat Sumayya who gave her life but she did not waver. I am the spiritual son of Imam Abu Hanifa whose janazah came out of the prison. I am the spiritual son of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal who was flogged so severely but he didn't waver in any way. And in this way he carried on taking name after name of so many different people who remained steadfast and remained committed. Nothing could make them turn away. And he says, I am the son of those people. Don't think I am going to cut my name out of the list of the believers and put it in the list of the enemies of Allah Ta'ala. By making the statement, I will be deleting my name from the list of the believers and I will be inscribing it and writing it in the list of those who are the enemies of Allah Ta'ala. I am not prepared to do that. Whatever happens will happen. Now, no matter what the torture was, what the difficulties were, what the pain was, but that istiqamat. Istiqamat in every aspect of deen. And this is the lesson that we have to imbibe within us. That come what may, whatever time of the year, whatever season, whether it is December, whether it is holiday time, whether it is Ramzan, whether it is Hajj, 
whether it is Zul Hijjah, or whether it is the masjid, or whether it is the streets, whether it is a person's business, whether it is his house. But we are that evergreen. That we remain steadfast, we remain committed to Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is all the time watching us. Allah Ta'ala is aware of what is in our hearts. Allah Ta'ala is aware of what we are thinking. And all the time committed to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Committed to Allah Ta'ala and committed to His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That tomorrow on the day of Qiyamah we are going to have to face Him. To be committed to Him for all the favors that He has done for us. For all the hardships and difficulties He undertook so we could be sitting today in the house of Allah Ta'ala and taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. The very famous narration which we mentioned many times which is so full of inspiration for us and tugs at the heart that what did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam think about and how much he thought about his ummah. Because Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha one day sees Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this very happy mood and seeing this she decides that this is the right time to ask for dua. To ask but ask for dua because that was the biggest thing for them. Not the material comforts of this world. So she asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to make dua for her. So Nabi Islam makes dua for her. Allahumma ghfir li Aisha ma taqaddama min dhambiha wa ma ta'akhar wa ma asarrat wa ma a'lanat. Allah forgive everything, any mistake, any shortcoming of Aisha radiallahu anha. Whatever open, secret, previous and future. So she becomes so overjoyed at this dua that she can't contain herself. And her head comes right into her lap out of this joy that she is now experiencing as a result of the dua that Nabi Sallallahu made for her. So Nabi Sallallahu sees her in this manner and he asks her, Aya surruki dua'iya Aisha? Has my dua made you happy, O Aisha? So she says, why not indeed? What a beautiful dua. The dua from the Mubarak tongue of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. She says, yes. Nabi Sallallahu says to her, innaha ladawati li ummati ba'da kulli salatin this is a dua I make for my ummah after every salah. So that Nabi of Allah wa ta'ala who thought of us so much, what is our commitment to him? What is our commitment to his way of life? What is our commitment to the akhlaq that he taught? What is our commitment to the social etiquette that he taught? What is our commitment to the way of commitment Conducting one's business life that he taught and every other aspect of life, he gave us the complete model and the complete blueprint of how a person should live a correct life and a life that will take him to the highest stages of the akhirat. So, what is our commitment to that way of life that Rasulullah taught? So, this is that lesson that has been given in Alladina Kalu, Rabbun Allah, Summastakamu. Allah Ta'ala says, those who bring iman, who make this firm declaration from the depths of their heart with that yaqeen and conviction that Allah alone is our Rabb and then they are committed they are firm, what is the benefit of this? malaika. then the angels will descend upon them and the angels will say to them and console them Allah takhafu, wala tahzanu wa abshiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun have no fear and don't grieve in any way.
when will the malaika come and make this or console him in this way or prompt him in this way one explanation this one one tafsir of this is that at the time of death when the person is now in his last moments of life it's a very difficult time and shaitan does his utmost at that time to snatch away a person's iman but the person was committed to allah taala he was steadfast so now in this very critical time the angels come he hears them they come in the appearance of those who were very close and dear to him so he feels even more comfortable now because this is a very familiar sight very somebody very endearing to him and they now prompt him in that manner the in the appearance of some pious near and dear one and they say to him allah takhafu have no fear a person fears of the unknown something that's still to come you got nothing to fear what is still to come we are with you wala tahzanu a person grieves over the past you don't have anything to grieve about too because all that you were committed in the cause of your commitment you were insan you made some mistakes sometimes some ups and downs you were not masoom you were not some angel that came down from heaven you were insan but you were committed in principle if you slipped sometimes you woke up and walked again you made toba you cried to allah tabaraka wa taala you went the musalla you didn't mean in that you were committed to walking you were committed to trying to reach the destination so now that you carried on walking you fell yes you were insan you were not some angel that came from heaven so though you fell from time to time whatever the case was but you carried on walking you carried on cleaning yourself you carried on turning to allah taala so now you got nothing to grieve about allah taala will wipe all that out allah taala will forgive everything because you were committed you carried on walking you were trying to reach the destination so you got nothing to grieve about nothing to fear for the way forward nothing to grieve about the way past this is the mercy of allah taala that mother that parents who nurture us many a times a child has become maybe very rebellious and sometimes even the parent shut the door on the child and now it takes a long time for that door to open again but allah taala's doors of mercy are such person just merely raises his hands in sincerity ya allah forgive me what i did as i'm very ashamed of it i'm committing myself not to do it in future again and i've given it up but the mercy of allah taala has already enveloped him he's not just that the door has opened he has become the vip of the time at-taibu habibullah the one who makes toba sincerely becomes habibullah the beloved of allah taala so it's not just that maybe the door will open a crack or it'll open but there's nothing to receive him he is already the guest of honor so tatanazzalu alayhimul malaikatu alla takhafu wala tahzanu wa abshiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun and they give him the glad tidings of jannat you have been promised that continue persevere there's a jannat coming you didn't take it like a fairy tale you didn't take it like this somebody just telling you something for the sake of saying it you were working towards it yes there were some challenges that came in the way there were some difficulties you undertook you woke up in the early morning and went for fajr salah you when everybody else was going towards haram you took the other turn and it broke your heart but you remained steadfast that temptation was there to look at haram you said that my heart break but i won't break the command of allah taala now all that you did now it's payback time now it's time for you to enjoy the ni'mats of jannat wa abshiru bil jannati allati kuntum tu'adun so one tafsir is at the time 
when the person is in his last moments of life, the angels come and console him with this. The second point when they console him is in the cupboard itself. He is lying there all alone. And now he is in a very, very pitiful condition. And at that time, these angels come and they console him in this way. And the third occasion is on the day of Qiyamah, when every person will have nothing to do with anybody else. Nobody will want to have anything to do with us. But at that time, these angels will come and console him. You got nothing to worry about. You don't grieve, no fear. وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوعَدُونَ And one tafsir is that this is the three occasions when it will happen. When the angels will come. And they will talk to him in a way that he will hear their conversation also. He will hear their words. And he will feel consoled directly by hearing their words. But apart from that, throughout his life, while he is living, when he is committed to Allah Taala, and he remains committed, remaining committed doesn't mean he'll become an angel, that he won't ever slip in his life. He can slip. It's a rainy day, sometimes he'll slip. But he doesn't make an intention to slip. He doesn't plan and plot of how he's going to try and slip. And where he's going to try and break his leg. He plans to walk very, very carefully. But where that loose stone can come under, under his foot and he can just slip, that is something which can happen. But when he slips, he will wake up and walk again. So he's committed. When he remains committed, then throughout his life, these angels are forever prompting him towards good. And they are guiding him without him even outwardly realizing it. But the effects of this prompting of the angels, the effects of this guiding of the angels, the barakat of that become evident in everything of his life. That sukoon and that tranquility that he enjoys, money can't buy it. The material comforts can't give it. And Allah Ta'ala makes a way out for him from everything. Wherever it seems like now, everything has closed upon him. And as he gets closer to that, like that train line, the track, from far away it seems like the track is closed up. When this train comes there, it might get derailed. But as the train keeps moving, the track just seems to be opening up. It only looks like that from the distance. So like that, life seems to have straightened out sometimes. But as the person carries on, committed, he's moving, everything is opening out. There's never a dead end. So this comes as a result of that commitment. The person is firm, he's committed, Allah Ta'ala opens a way for him. وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ Now when the time has come, when he's already gone, the angels already tell him, we were with your companions, we were with you in the life of the world, we are with you now also. وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ Now he's in Jannat. Whatever your heart desires is yours. Whatever you want, you will be given. Dunya was a test. You wanted many things, you had to deny it to yourself. I can't have it. Not permissible. Not allowed. But you denied yourself in dunya, now you just merely imagine it. It's yours. Whatever your heart desires, whatever you ask for, you got it. This is all the Allah Ta'ala's hosting of His guest. And all these na'mats and bounties that Allah Ta'ala has promised for Jannat is all yours now. So this life is a very, very temporary life. We are here for a very short time. This is a small little phase of our existence. 
Our existence started long ago and will continue forever. And this is a very short phase of that existence in this dunya. For this short time that we are here, we have to just persevere, turn to Allah wa ta'ala, remain steadfast, remain committed, and then it's everlasting enjoyment. What is in the akhirat is the promise of Allah ta'ala which, which will come. But in this very world, Allah ta'ala makes this worldly life jannat on earth for a person who is committed to Allah ta'ala. May Allah ta'ala grant us a tawfiq of walking in this direction and how this comes, this comes that we commit, we commit ourselves to those who are committed to Allah ta'ala. We commit ourselves to the environments that are conducive to this. When a person goes out in the path of Allah ta'ala, maybe somebody might have some weakness, somebody has some weakness, but as a group there's a commitment. So the, as a unit, the group is committed to Allah ta'ala. As a result, every person gets inspired to become committed to Allah ta'ala. The Ahlullah have their hearts committed to Allah ta'ala. In their company, a person that rebounds on him. And his heart gets inspired. Reading about the lives of the Ahlullah, the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, the life from Nabi Sallallahu time, his seerat, and the lives of the Sahaba Ikram, the lives of the Akabirin of the Umbad. That life of theirs which they lived, we listen to it, we read it, this inspires us to be committed as well. And this commitment comes together with all this in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Constantly a person keeps himself occupied in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. Not necessarily that all the time he's going to be reciting tasbih, but he's conscious of Allah Ta'ala. He's in his business, he's conscious of Allah Ta'ala. He's at home, he's conscious of Allah Ta'ala. And together with that, some time dedicated for the verbal zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Daily. This is a daily requirement that a person remembers Allah Ta'ala so that this creates that consciousness that wherever he is and wherever he may be, whatever time of the year he is, he remains that evergreen. With the barakat of the name of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa ashabihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman kathiran kathira Ya Rabbi salli wa sallim daiman abada ala habibika khayril khalqi kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu la ilaha illallah 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 
محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله عم نواله الله 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 اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینا اور جام ہے اللہ اللہ کیسا پیارا نام ہے عاشقوں کا مینا اور جام ہے آہرا جز آسماں ہمدم نہ بود راز را غیر خدا محرم نہ بود آہ راجز آسماں ہمدم نہ بود راز را غیر خدا محرم نہ بود الہی ای بندران اسوام کن گھر بدم من سر من پیدام کن الہی ای بندران اسوام کن گھر بدم من سر من پیدام کن ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی ہر تمنا دل سے رخصت ہو گئی اب تو آجا اب تو خلوت ہو گئی مٹا دے اپنی ہستی کو چھوڑ دے ساری بستی کو بستی بستی کہتا جا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا 
ربنا ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قره اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله ومسمسفل الله مسغريشس الله مسكين الله مسلفين الله Allah alamin ya Allah forgive all our sins ya Allah forgive our major and minor sins ya Allah ya Allah forgive the sins of the night ya Allah forgive the sins of the day ya Allah forgive what we did deliberately ya Allah forgive what we did mistakenly ya Allah ya Allah forgive all our sins ya Allah forgive the sins of our family members ya Allah forgive our friends and relatives ya Allah forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin shower down your rahmat on the ummah ya Allah ya Allah our brothers and sisters are being mercilessly persecuted throughout the world ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah you remove the oppression from the muslims ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah you shower down your rahmat ya Allah Allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya Allah grant the oppressors also hidayat ya Allah ya Allah if hidayat is not decreed from ya Allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya Allah ilahu alamin bring down such a punishment on them that the entire world takes a lesson ya Allah and the people of qiyam till qiyamah take lesson ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah give us the tawfiq of doing those a'mal that bring down your rahmat ya Allah save us from that which bring down your azab ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah make us committed to deen ya Allah ya Allah make us committed to you ya Allah make us committed to rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin grant us the tawfiq of following the way of life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ya Allah save us from the ways of yahud and nasara save us from following the ways of nafs and shaitan ilahu alamin ya Allah grant us the love of the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin fill our hearts with the love of deen ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of the quran sharif ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of salah ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of zikr and dua ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of all the righteous actions ya Allah fill our hearts with the love of the effort of deen ya Allah ya Allah use us for the khidmat of your mubarak deen ya Allah ilahu amin ya Allah save us from all that is haram ya Allah save us from every drop and every grain of haram ya Allah ilahu alamin save us from all haram actions ya Allah ilahu alamin ya Allah keep our eyes in your obedience ya Allah keep our ears in your obedience ya Allah keep our tongue in your obedience ya Allah ya Allah keep our heart in your obedience ya Allah keep our hands and feet in your obedience ya Allah ya Allah save us from all the traps of nafs and shaitan ya Allah save us from all the fitna and fasad ya Allah protect us ya Allah protect our families ya Allah protect the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahu alamin all those who have passed away fill their qabrs with noor ya Allah ya Allah make their complete maghfirat ya Allah grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya Allah ilahu alamin at the time of our death take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah ya Allah take us on iman kamil ya Allah take us on tawbah and nasuh ya Allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah ya Allah save us from a bad death ya Allah save us from death in a condition of sin ya Allah 
ilahul alamin ya allah fil wa qabz nur ya allah grant us high stages in the akhirat ya allah grant us shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya allah ilahul alamin all those who are sick give them shifa kamila ajila mustamirra daima all those who are in any kind of difficulties and hardships remove it ya allah ya allah you are the know of the unseen ya allah you are the know of what is in in each person's heart ya allah ya allah all those who have raised their hands today ya allah you know what their needs are ya allah ya allah fulfill each one's needs out of the ghaib ya allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah remove each one's worries and anxieties ya allah ilahul alamin fulli each one's heart with sukoon ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah unite the hearts of the ummah ya allah unite the hearts of spouses ya allah unite the hearts of parents and children ya allah unite the hearts of brothers and sisters ya allah ilahul alamin unite the hearts of the ummah ya allah ilahul alamin all the good that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked for ya allah we also begging for all that good whatever nabi islam sought refuge from ya allah we also seeking refuge from it allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'adaka minhu nabiyyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'an wa 'alayka al-balagh wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-'aliyyil 'azhim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayri khalqihi sayyidina muhammad wa alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil